welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are in our second week of the Shrouded Spoils update, and man, I am so enjoying this. We're going to cover a few things about this update as well as some content coming out from the community and what I think of some of the stuff that is still to be released. Some spoiled stuff. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's cover the dev update video that we got this last week. Now, we are in the second week of Devil's, Shr or excuse me, not Devil's Roar, of the Shrouded Spoils update. And so far, things have been great. This has probably been one of the most entertaining and exciting updates to the game because essentially what we're doing is ramping up every single update that we've had in the past. So, Megs, Karens, skeleton ships, they're all ramped up. Forts are ramped up. The only thing that is not ramped up and seems to be something that people aren't as excited about is the Devil's Roar. In fact, a lot of people are saying that the Devil's Roar is just a little too easy now. So one of the things that Joe Neat talks about in this update video is the fact that they are looking at the feedback as well as the timing and frequency of the volcanoes, making sure that they can kind of fine tune, find that, that perfect balance between how much time you spend on an island and how often it erupts, how, how often you're getting attacked by the volcano, as well as how deadly the volcanoes are going to be. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they end up doing this, but I do imagine they'll probably scale it up just a hair so that it's not as easy to sail around in the Devil's Roar uh, for now. That being said, if you are one of those few folks that likes to get gold easily, I highly recommend that you use this time until the next update when they change the time, the tuning of the Devil's Roar to really spend some time out there and get some gold because the chests out there are still much higher value than you're going to find in the regular seas. That being said, I, I understand that not, not many people want to go to the Devil's Roar. There's no forts out there, so you can't go out and take down skeleton forts to get those powder kegs for the balloons. So what I recommend is... Try to get as much of the doubloons set as you can. When you get sick of doing skeleton forts, head out to the Devil's Roar and start working on Order Souls and Gold Hoarders. Those are going to be the best for you to be able to get as much gold as possible. Because remember, the, the time-limited campaign stuff, this update, is just the Wailing Barnacle set. Just the stuff from Duke. So if you get the doubloons enough to be able to buy the Wailing Barnacle set and you're tired of grinding out uh, uh, the commendations, those are going to stay post launch so don't worry about necessarily having to get all of them done at once you can do them as at your leisure people will eventually get these done and then move on to other parts of the world so it's going to be more likely that as time goes on you're going to run into fewer and fewer contested forts so far i've had a lot of success over in the devil's roar uh, i have been going out to do skeleton forts and those have been a lot of fun in fact i think one of my favorite things currently is grabbing a sloop going out for about a half hour 
hour to an hour and waiting for a skeleton ship or a megalodon to attack me. Maybe go find a shipwreck or drop a voyage down and just go do one or two islands and just see how much loot I can get in that much time. And so far, it's been a lot. Uh, in fact, just before I started recording the episode, I decided to jump in uh, to check something out as far as the commendations for the overachiever sales, which I'm going to talk about later on in the episode. Don't worry, I'm going to go into some full detail about that. But I get in there and I jump into a sloop. Don't grab any supplies. I'm not really expecting to really go too much. All I want to do is be able to go out, get a shipwrecked uh, chest from one of the shipwrecks out in the ocean and turn it in just to see if anything changed or if anything popped because it does kind of deal with the overachiever sales. So I threw down a uh, gold hoarder's voyage, a level 50 gold hoarder's voyage, and then I went over to Sunken Grove and started working on digging up chests because I wanted to get one captain's chest as well to be able to test this out just to kind of make sure that whatever was going on with the overachiever sales, see if there was anything that let me know that I was still eligible. So as I'm doing that, I grab a voyage from one of the barrels and it turns out to be a powder keg quest to turn in over to the merchants at the Daggertooth Outpost. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this is good. This this kind of hits three different uh, achievements that are not achievements. They're not technically achievements. They're commendations, but hit some of those uh, commendations so that I can just make sure that I, I kind of solidify my chances of being able to get some of these sales. So as I'm on Sunken Grove, I'm digging up these chests and I'm waiting for a powder keg skeleton to pop up and one none of them none of them are powder keg skeletons it's it's probably the weirdest luck i've ever had as far as not having any problems getting up these chests so the first shipwreck i go to right outside of galleon's grave has nothing in it there's two skulls and i'm like okay well that's that's fine i'll just keep moving over to sunken grove i go over to sunken grove i dig up all the chests and now i'm sitting on the beach staring around, waiting for powder keg skeletons to pop. And finally, finally, after about 10 minutes, I kill other skeletons that, that spawn. And, you know, none of them, of course, have any powder kegs for me. And I, I eventually get one, but he gets so close to the point where I have to back up and he doesn't actually defuse his bomb by the time I get him killed and his blows up in the water. And I was kind of bummed about that. So I'm sitting on the on the beach and I'm just kind of thinking to myself as I'm staring it's it's quiet on the server there's there's no other ships in sight there's no ghost galleons about and uh, I'm just playing some music to see if you know you know maybe I could actually spawn something and eventually I just kind of sit down and I realize man this game is beautiful I'm in the wilds guys I I I shouldn't be saying this about the wilds but man it's nice it's serene it's quiet i can hear some of the animals around me there's the pigs running and the snakes are being charmed right now as i'm playing music and the music is it's just it's soothing you know and i realize that this is the game this is the game that really kind of pulls you in and, and gives you an opportunity to get away from the rest of the world. It, it gets you away from that competitive field to need to, to have to constantly worry about headshots or, you know, how, how many stim packs you have or, you know, am I, am I doing an optimal rotation on my mage in a raid? It, you don't have to worry about getting, you know, axed from across the, the, the uh, room, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those games that you can just really enjoy. You can just kind of immerse yourself in this pirate fantasy. And, and I was just having a really good time with that. So as I was kind of sitting there playing music and I, and I finally kind of snapped out of it as I started to hear a couple cursed skeletons pop up from the ground, I heard that, that distinct sound when you know one of the powder kegs just popped up and I get him. I kill off the eye of reach skeleton that accompanied him 
and I take the powder keg as well as a few chests that I scoured from the island, including the four that I grabbed from the quest, and a gold pig. And uh, I just kind of place them all around the gold pig, and I think to myself, nobody puts pig in a corner. And I start to set sail over to Dagger Tooth Outpost. As I get over there, I, I drop anchor, and I kind of get cozied up to the actual dock and I start dropping things off and turning them into the merchant and the order of souls and the uh, gold hoarder and as I'm looking out I'm thinking you know I didn't ever get that that sunken chest I never got that actual barnacled chest out there so I was like okay well let me take a look around and see if maybe there's something around that I can actually another shipwreck possibly something I'd have a better chance of actually finding one of those shipwreck chests and I look out and I see over by Shipwreck Bay, there's another set of seagulls up in the air, and it's a it's a heavy few, so I, I know it's got to be a shipwreck. And I jump over to my ship, and I get merged. The server merge hits, and I'm thinking to myself, crap, there goes that shipwreck. And sure enough, as soon as the message disappears on the screen, I look out back to Shipwreck Bay, and it is gone. Devastating. So I think, okay, okay, okay. I got a little time. I, I'm thinking maybe I could probably probably find it. You know, it's a new server. The 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 skull that was just over over there is gone. I, I take a look around. I go out to the end of the dock and I pull out my spyglass and I'm looking around and I'm just kind of scanning the horizon, looking to see if maybe there, maybe somewhere somewhere hopefully there'll be another shipwreck. I almost make it a full 360 before I finally finally over by Hidden Springs Keep. I see the back end, the aft of a galleon sticking out of the water, indicating that it's a shipwreck. And I'm thinking, yes, perfect. So I grab my sloop and I raise the anchor and I start to head around the dock and I start to sail out there. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm starting to kind of ponder some of the thoughts about what I want to talk about with the podcast, some of the things I want to cover. And I finally make it out to the shipwreck. As I jump into the shipwreck, I... I go down inside and I start grabbing a couple supplies just for kicks. I'm not really planning anything. I just wanted to see if maybe it had a chest in there. And down on the bottom deck, right, right down by where the brig is, I passed up in a, a, an ashen marauder's chest and a skull to ch check the back of the ship. And sure enough, there's a sunken, barnacled captain's chest. And I'm just elated. I'm so excited. I'm like, yes, thank you. Good. I just wanted to see this one little thing just to see if it was going to do anything because I already have grade five in these achievements, all these commendations. I've already gotten my titles for them. I just want to make sure that I get one over just for these achiever sales. Again, I'm going to go into that later on. But I pull up all the treasure and I throw it onto the onto the top deck of my of my sloop. And I look to the sky and I, and I notice the wind is blowing east. And I'm thinking, well... There's a storm over by Sanctuary, and I haven't been over there, so I don't know who's over there, if anyone, and I don't know if it's going to take longer for me to sail back over to Daggertooth, since it's with the wind, or over to Sanctuary, since it's in the wind. So I decide, I'll just I'll just turn around. I'll turn around, and I'll go back to Daggertooth. I'm familiar. There's no one over there. It should be quick. So I about face. I, I get the sloop headed, and the, the, the sail's full billow, and it's beautiful. It just feels so good. Finally get some wind. And I start kind of going back into my mind, and I just keep thinking, you know, like some of the different things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Devil's Roar. I want to talk about the Bone Crusher Cannon. I want to talk about the Overachiever stuff. And for sure, there's been a lot of stuff that I got uh, from other people out in the community that I want to— And out of nowhere, a skeleton ship spawns on me. And I'm just—and it's not one of those ones that's just out and about. It's one of those ones that's just like— no, 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 no. You're, you're dealing with us right now. And I'm like, crap, I don't have any supplies. I just have what I have in my hands 
And then what was on the ship when I first got in? I mean, I, I haven't even done anything since I started out on Galleon's Grave. I've already been server merged once. I, I mean, okay, all right, I guess we're doing this. So I'm still full tilt into the wind going towards Daggertooth. My goal is I'm going to try and hit Daggertooth as quickly as possible, but I know this thing isn't going to despawn like a Megalodon. It's just going to stay there. So I'm laying in shots, and I'm dumping as many cannons into the side of this galleon. And it's laying a few shots into me, but it's nothing that I'm too worried about, because I know that I can handle a couple cannonballs onto a sloop. I can do a couple buckets, and I'll be fine. It won't be that bad. And then I get hit with a cursed cannonball, and it's an anchor ball. And I stop dead in my tracks. I'm in the middle of the ocean. I have hardly any supplies, just what I spawn with. And this galleon is now circling around me, and I have barely anything. So I figure, okay, well, uh, if I'm lucky, it won't hit me all the time. I'll, I'll get some of these holes filled up. I'll get some of the water bailed, and then I'll get my my cannon ready. And all I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to shoot them with as many cannons as I can and hope that they hit me with another cursed cannonball so it'll raise my anchor for me instead of trying to possibly get the anchor raised up and just get hit in the head by a eye of reach skeleton or a lucky cannon shot. And it works out. It works out beautifully. I managed to wait it out. I put a couple more holes into them, get some more water into their ship, and they circle around me, and they hit me with a cursed cannonball, and my anchor goes up. My sails are still down, and I blast forward into the wind. It's so great. I'm heading towards Daggertooth, and as I'm heading towards Daggertooth, I look behind me, and the galleon is on my tail. In fact, it's so on my tail that it actually outpaces me, and with the wind, it actually rams me from behind, pushing me out of the way. But I'm close to Daggertooth. They get stuck. They ram the rocks on the south side of the island. And now on the west side of the of Daggertooth Outpost, they are locked in place. They are stuck between the dock and the rocks that they hit. And they can't move. So I think this is great. I raise up my sail and I get in position and I start dropping every single cannonball I have into their hull. Hoping, hoping that it's enough to sink this thing and I can just grab the treasure right there. Nah, I don't have enough. I'm out. The last cannonball sinks into them, and they're still standing. And I think to myself, well, this is it. I don't think they're going anywhere, and I'm stuck here. And I can't do anything until I get them out of the way. So I jump into the water, and I grab my bucket. And I think, this is going to take a while, but it's got to be done. I start bucketing water onto the deck. One after one after one. I start looking at the sun, and the sun's starting to set. It's been hours. I've been hours in this water just treading. I've killed a couple sharks. I've been trying to see if I can do anything. I climb up the ladder, I kill a couple skeletons, and I check their deck. They're almost full, but it's going to take a lot longer. So I jump back into the water, and I start bucketing more water onto their deck. They don't know what to do. They're stuck. They can't do anything. They can't bucket. There's no holes to fill. These skeletons are wandering aimlessly, straggling to anything they can to try and figure out what to do. A couple of them look over the side of the ship and try and aim at me, but realize that it's futile. Just keep throwing water onto the deck. After a long time passes, I hear the kraken. The sun is about to rise. And finally, finally I hear the gong. The sound that everyone knows when a galleon has sunk. And I think, great. The ship slowly starts to slide back into the water. I get back to my ship and I start looking around. The coast is clear. It's a quiet night. The sun starts to rise. And I can see the sun hitting the glint of the treasure as it floats to the surface. And I jump in. It's a, it's a skeleton's captain's chest. It's, it is literally fort loot. I've got an ashen chest. I've got another sunken chest. I've got some skulls. What a haul. What a haul that I was not prepared to get. 
I wasn't prepared for this at all. And with hardly any supplies, maybe a couple planks down in the hole, a few bananas in my pocket and zero cannonballs, I scoop up all the loot and I head over to the other side of the island close near to the actual vendors. I unload everything and I look around and I think, man, I was just trying to get a couple things. It was a good adventure. It didn't, it didn't feel like it was a long adventure. It didn't feel like it was a short adventure either. But this update has really changed how I play this game. It has made it so much more interesting just to go out, just to try and do maybe like half of a voyage and check a couple shipwrecks. I can't seem to get away from any of these threats. And all these threats definitely have rewards. And the rewards could be anything. They could literally be anything in the game. I think the only thing that you can't get is a box of mysterious secrets. That's the only thing I think you can't get from these things. So if you see these, be prepared. Try and get some try and get some cannonballs, try and get some planks, try and get some bananas on your ship. Because you never know. You really don't know anymore how things are gonna go once you raise that anchor, once you drop that sail, hands on the helm as you start to turn out of the out of the dock. You just gotta be prepared for anything now. Alright, so I mentioned I was gonna be talking about this. Might as well go into it. Why was I out sailing? What, what, what caused me to think that just a few minutes before I was about to sit down and record the podcast, I thought, man, I got to jump in. I got to test this out. It's the overachiever sales. So last week in the dev update video in the notes, they mentioned that there was going to be sales for those that had completed the achievements in the game, the overachiever sales. Now, I don't know what these look like and I haven't gotten them, but here's the story. Anyone that completed grade five of different achievements and and i'll list the achievements so you know which ones to go for but anyone that completed any of them by december 14th would unlock the criteria to be able to receive the overachiever sales so i am still sort of foggy on how this works which is why i went out sailing because i wanted to see if there was some sort of indication on whether or not i had had already gotten these or i was going to get them or i hit something that unlocked that told me that i was going to get them i didn't there's no con- confirmation that I'm going to be getting these. So over on the, on the, on the rare forums, I followed a couple links. And, and thank you to uh, Tri-Headed Monkey for being able to, to clarify a couple things for people. But mostly, Sonic Bob came out. And I'm just going to read an excerpt from the forum post. He says, players that complete any of the newly rebalanced achievements in their new unlock criteria by December 14th will earn the overachiever sales. Any player who was close to completing the original unlock criteria will only have to hand in one item to tick them over and unlock the achievement. For clarity, the newly balanced achievements are Black Powder Merchant, Merchant Voyager, Merchant Forager, Voyager of Lost Souls, Golden Voyager, Hoarder of the Barnacled Gold, Hoarder of the Captain's Gold, Master Hunter of Villainous Skulls. We feel this is the right step to inform players of our plans and give you the opportunity to unlock these unique sales. Quote unquote. What that means is they have gone and rebalanced some of the achievements in the game to make them easier to achieve. Now, if you've already achieved these, all you have to do is turn in one of those things, whether it be buying a voyage, turning in a powder keg on time, turning in a barnacled chest, turning in a captain's chest, turning in a villainous skull, sailing, uh, buying gold hoarder voyages. Those are the main things like that you have to do at least once between now and the 14th. 
So I'm hoping those of you who've maybe stepped away from the game for a little bit are coming back before the 14th to do this, to make sure that you get the criteria, because what they're going to do on the 14th is they're going to go back and they're going to take a look at anyone that was close or anyone that has achieved that as, as making sure that the criteria is met. And then their customer service team is going to be getting in touch with them, probably through email with a code that you put into the Microsoft store through the redeem codes portion to get your overachiever sales. Now, not all of that is confirmed. A lot of it is just me speculating on how it's going to work. That's just how it's worked in the past. So if you are playing or if you're not playing and you have some of these grade five achievements unlocked already, make sure you go in by the 14th and make sure that you do at least one thing from one of them. It doesn't matter which one it seems like. It seems like you can complete any of the new rebalanced achievements in their new unlock criteria. And that will give you the opportunity to get the overachiever sales. Now, I don't know what these look like. Obviously, I mentioned that earlier, but if you're one of those people that likes to collect everything like I am from time to time, I want to make sure that I get these somehow. And this is going to be the way that uh, I did it. So I went out last, the, uh, just before recording, and I did at least three of these. I got the powder keg, I got the sunken chest, and I got the captain's chest. If you guys have any questions, feel free to let me know. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always email me too at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. And I also recommend going over to the Sea of Thieves forums. I'm going to have a link to this post in the, in the show notes. So you can always refer to this episode, episode 45, to get the, the, the forum link where Sonic Bob talks about this, as well as some of the other uh, deckhands who kind of clarify some of the stuff. In fact, I think uh, Tri-Headed Monkey basically broke it down. The Black Powder Merchant requires you to deliver 100 powder kegs delivered on time. The Merchant Voyager is buying 250 Merchant Alliance Voyages. The Merchant Forager is delivering 50 banana crates on time. The Voyager of the Lost Souls is buying 250 Order of Souls Voyages. The Golden Voyager is buying 250 Gold Hoarder Voyages. The Hoarder of the Barnacle Gold is turning in 300 Shipped Wrecked chests. The hoarder of the captain's gold is turning 360 captain's chests in. The master hunter of the villainous skulls is turning in 360 villainous skulls. You guys need to go into your reputation panes for the different uh, trade companies. Take a look at these. See if you're close to grade five or see if you've already achieved grade five in some of these. And if you have, make sure you do one more. If you haven't, try and get it before December 14th. All right, so getting back to kind of the dev update video, they go in to talk about uh, the Bone Crusher Cannon. And I wanted to talk about this because I have the Bone Crusher Cannon uh, 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 cosmetics. Yeah, cosmetics, that's what I'm looking for. And just to kind of touch on this, there has been some good feedback regarding the design of the Bone Crusher uh, Cannon customizations. And you're you're probably, if you, if you haven't gone out to the Devil's Roar, these are over at Morrow's Outpost. So you go over to Morrow's outpost and you talk to the ship right there and you'll see the kraken the ocean crawler and then the bone crusher customizations for the capstans the cannons and the uh wheel so these are locked behind some of the new achievements in the game 
you'll have to go out and actually complete these. Uh, and then once they're they're available, you can pretty much get them. In fact, I think the first one that you can get is the Bone Crusher Cannon, which is what brought up some of this uh, different uh, feedback, basically. There's a large peak at the top of the cannon that really hinders your line of sight, your level, uh, to be able to tell how high your cannon actually is aiming. So it looks like they've gone in and actually fixed this uh, for a future update. This isn't something that's going to be live now. This is probably something that's going to be held off until they update the game, which is most likely going to be in January. The reason I say this is because in the dev update video, Joe talks about how the Wailing Barnacle set is available till the end of the year. And the only reason it wouldn't be sooner is uh, because they would be putting in some sort of new update, a new build rat update. So I'm sorry to say this, I don't think we're getting any kind of uh, any kind of build rat update for the holidays. But we do know that there is going to be an update coming around the beginning of the year. We're not sure when, probably when they get back from doing everything that they're doing. And it will probably be a build rat adventure. What it is, we don't actually know. But we know that they are planning on testing a new build rat adventure as well as the arena to the pioneers soon. One of the interesting things that is kind of goes into the stuff found on crew crew of thieves now the crew of thieves uh have been data mining for a while and they've been posting their stuff on their website and i'll i'll have a link to this as well in the show notes so you can actually go over and take a look at these if you want this is going to be considered spoilery stuff so uh if you want i will set a timer on my phone as i'm trying to do this right why do i always do this like right now so i'm going to give myself four minutes to get through this starting now okay hopefully you had a time had time to pause four minutes is ticking so i'm going to try and cover this uh beforehand hopefully you can you can just skip forward four minutes if you don't want to listen to it but i'm already wasting 15 seconds just talking about that so in the crew of thieves stuff they have uncovered some of the stuff and i and i talked a little bit about this before but to kind of go over it i wanted to add some more detail to it now that we're getting a little bit closer to when i think this is going to be coming out one of the sets on there is the rose set, and it has a man holding a banjo or a mandolin, some some sort of uh, uh, guitar-style instrument, and he's got a rose in his mouth, his eyes are closed, he's got sweatback hair, a rose tattoo on his shoulder, and he's got roses kind of round. This is a figurehead, and they show off uh, textures for the sails as far as like the different colors that they're going to be using, as well as some uh, emblems and stuff that are going to be on them. So it'll be like a red and a brown, and it'll have a red... Uh, rose crest on it and then they've got like the rose uh, uh, flag so that set is what I think might be coming in with a build rat update soon I don't know what it's going to be focused around because it's a very obscure thing a lot of people think it might be dealing with Valentine's Day uh, but even then it's it's hard to tell for sure what's going to be coming with the next one, we're getting what looks to be a Banjo-Kazooie Bird and the Bear uh, motif. It's got uh, the, the bird flag. It's got uh, the bear and, and uh, Banjo uh, and, and Kazooie above uh, Kazooie above Banjo. And they're kind of Sea of Thieves. Uh, the, 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 uh, what am I trying to say here? The, the paint. What, what are those called? The, the, the wall paintings on, on one of the islands has, has this out there. Uh, anyway, skipping forward, they've, it looks like they're finally going to be giving us the, the sea monster sails, uh, the ones that have been in the game or been in videos for the game for very, since well before the game actually launched, we saw these. In fact, they're in the art book. Uh, I think we might finally be getting those in the game. It looks like they put them into the system. 
There's also an ivory motif, and the ivory motif is interesting too because it's white and gold with a red um, diamond-shaped, I can't even describe it. It looks like a flower, but it's it's hard to say for sure what it is. Uh, and then we're getting, see, um, a creator sales. Uh, and this is, this. they're saying that this is a very interesting set because like the streamer flag is part of the same set, hinting that this is for content creators. We're excited to hear more about this set. And it's a, uh, a fiery bird holding a, a rare uh, uh, emblemed scroll and the bird is on fire. It's a really beautiful uh, set so far. It's got um, it's got some gold and some blue and uh, white sails, and I, I'm, I think I'm in love with it already. Hopefully, I, I am warranting of this. I don't know what content creators or, or streamers mean. I mean, I am a streamer of Sea of Thieves, uh, so hopefully I, I get these. I don't know. Uh, and then there's the Pioneer set. The Pioneer set looks like it's going to be for those Pioneers, the ones that are out there testing it. It's a white and a steel gray color with the uh, the, the Pioneer decal, the, the one that you can find on some of the, the different things in the world. And they have like a, a full figure head that actually has like a bird with its wings stretch out with a necklace of the medallion that, that the Pioneers have on their on their uh, forum icons and stuff. It looks beautiful. I, I hope that I can have some, some friends come in and show it to me. Me so I can get some photos of it. Uh, and that I think is going to do it for the, yep, that's going to do it for the, the spoiler stuff. I got 10 seconds left, so not too bad. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, if you're listening to this now, welcome back. Uh, it, it was a little sooner than the, than the actual like four minutes, but um, if you feel like you want to get spoiled on that, you're always welcome to go back and listen to it later on. Uh, the stuff I talked about, we have no time frame on it. So when it comes out, I'll probably mention it in the episode that it, that, that stuff actually comes out for, uh, moving on. All right. Next thing I want to cover in the docket deals with streamers making a return to Sea of Thieves. This update has been amazing. It's brought a lot more activity onto the servers, and as a result, there's been a lot more PvP. So some of the bigger streamers out there uh, have decided that they want to come back to actually do some streaming of the game because while they love it, it's not necessarily something that a lot of people want to watch on a regular basis because it's just not as exciting as, say, some of the Battle Royale stuff out there. Now, I understand that the variety streamers have to keep people interested in stuff that's coming up out out of nowhere, but I have to I have to commemorate all or not commemorate I have to congratulate all the streamers that stream Sea of Thieves on a constant r- regular basis, even though they know that they could probably get more more uh, people interested by sharing or by playing other games that are are more recently released and. Having some of the big streamers come back is great because it definitely, it definitely brings uh, a light to the fact that this game has had a big update, and that big update is partly uh, due to the the actual community. So, for the community, thank you guys for 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 being there for for helping Rare uh, with this by by sharing our feedback, by talking about what we like, what we don't like, what we'd like to to have changed, and things that we can add to the game to help it make it more interesting. They've really come out with an awesome update that actually brings some of the bigger streamers back, even though they could be playing something like Red Dead Redemption, Smash Brothers. They could be playing uh, a, a host full of games that are that are on their backlog and stuff, and and having people see thieves, see 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 thieves. 
That's a weird way to say that. Having people come back and viewing Sea of Thieves after it's been out for a while to see how much more exciting it is now with all the different things attacking you in the world is great for the game. I think it's going to bring a lot more people in, especially with this season. This is the first holiday season that Sea of Thieves is having, and a lot of people are going to be picking up Xboxes in the best way that people can enjoy a new Xbox without having to buy a ton of games is through the Gamer Pass, and Sea of Thieves is on that list. It is one of the first first parts games to be released day one on the game pass and you can definitely if you have friends that play xbox with you or even some pc friends that you want to join in the xbox game pass is still a great way for people to enjoy this game and get a taste of it and this is probably the best time to bring them in so i'm gonna let you guys know right now if you have people that were kind of hesitant to play this game when they first joined up because they didn't like the fact that there was a lot of downtime between voyages and just going to islands, get them in now. Get them a game pass. Tell them to jump back in. They're going to have fun and play with other people too. I've seen a lot of people out there that are sailing around that are new to the game and on a sloop and completely fresh, never played the game. And I think that's great if you're trying to learn stuff on your own. If you're one of those types of people that can learn on your own and you don't feel, you don't feel overwhelmed by uh, just not having anyone to talk to, great. There's, there's definitely a market out there for you. Uh, for the people in the solo sleeping world. But if you're joining this game, join a community, join my community, join other communities, join a community. There's a Discord for Rare. There are plenty of Xbox clubs out there. I would definitely recommend jumping into some of the fleets as well as uh, some of the content creators' chat rooms to join their Discords as well, just to have people to sail with that are in a community because the communities are going to be a lot more tight-knit and supportive than just joining into Open Crew. Open Crew is fine if you're trying to, I, I don't even know why. I, I meet new people in Open Crew, but it's it's not always the the most friendly experience. And sometimes you have four people with their own idea of what they want to do in a game. And instead of going solo, they jump in Open Crew and tend to try and control the group. And that's how you get a lot of uh, a lot of animosity, a lot of anger, and a lot of people trying to push other people around. And that's not a good, that's not always a good um, a good way for someone to learn the game. Sometimes it's good for them to have people that are positive and supportive and are willing to take time to teach people how to play the game and stuff. So, I would highly recommend if you have friends that want to play, or if you if you're brand new and you're just learning about the game, maybe. You, Maybe you wanted to find out about what this game is about and you looked into podcasts and found mine. Thank you for one. If, you, if you're if you new and you're listening to the podcast, welcome. I have a Discord server. It is full of the best people in the world who are constantly uh, out there sailing with other people, trying to get everyone to, to Pirate Legend, trying to get everyone to Athena's 10. If you don't even know what that means, don't worry about it. We'll teach you. So join the Discord, join someone's Discord, and get out there and get sailing because now's a great time to do it. So talking about my next point uh with content creators um with the the game getting a fresh new set of sailors in there i wanted to bring to uh attention one of the other content creators out there and that's captain falcor now anyone that's been playing the game and keeps up with the news or listens to me or watches youtube already knows that that captain falcor is uh been really committed to putting out content funny content for people for sea of thieves and he's done a great job of making a new video dedicated to teaching new sailors how to solo sloop and now it doesn't go 
into much detail with everything, but it covers the, the base groundwork for a lot of stuff that will help people who are jumping into the game and want to give themselves some time to figure stuff out with someone else without someone else barking orders at them. So I'm going to put his video uh, link in the show notes if you'd like to watch it. And that way, hopefully, you'll get a chance to see some of the things that you should know uh, going into the game fresh. If you've already been sailing or you sail with other people, this information may still have a couple things that are interesting, but it's not. It's going to be more overview of how to play and things to know going in, uh, as opposed to tips and tricks as far as how you can um, outmaneuver a galleon in a sloop or how you could, well, actually there is a little bit of that, but uh, for example, he talks about sailing into the wind with a sloop against a galleon or a brig. Uh, that way you can outsail them. If you're doing that, a great thing you can do is jump off the side of the ship and swim towards their ship and try and board their ladder, drop their anchor and try and kill them if possible, or get up into the crow's nest to see if they have any powder kegs. One of the video or one of the parts in the video, he talks about putting powder kegs in the crow's nest. That is a universal choice that most people make with all the powder kegs they get. Almost every single pirate knows at some point in the game, they learn you have to put the powder kegs up in the crow's nest because that is the safest place to get them. So if you board a ship, the best place to go is sometimes up to the crow's nest to see if they have any powder kegs. That way you can grab one, light it, drop it down onto the deck and hope that they don't grab it and turn it off in time for, for you to be able to get some damage on their ship. Meanwhile, your ship should hopefully be in a good heading that it's not going to hit anything so that eventually if you die or if you jump off the ship, you can take a mermaid or the ferry back to your ship without having to run into a rock and deal with hulls and then water. All right, next up on today's docket, let's talk about rare because well, haven't we already? No, uh, what I mean is Rare is back with a podcast. They have always had a podcast, and their podcast has always been roughly updated about once every month to month and a half with a couple lapses here and there. But for the most part, we've always kind of subscribed and just kind of waited for the next episode. And recently, within, I'd say, the last three to four months, they've been focusing more heavily on YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, and streaming. Overall, I think that they probably have uh, more interest from their videos that they put out and some of the streams that they do than, say, the podcast. The podcast seems to be one of those few things that is more the diehards, the fans, the the ones that stick around because we know that we have a commute and we want to listen to something and not have to feel like we're trying to make sure that our phone doesn't go to sleep or our phone doesn't uh, turn off or it's not like look we're not looking at our phone watching a video or trying to, to miss out on something that's more visually conveyed than audibly. So we finally got a new episode with uh, the rare uh, Tales from the Tavern and it was really good. It had uh, Emma, it had John, it had Joe, it had uh, Craig, and it had, I think, Mike... Oh, wow, I just blanked on what his name was. But one, one of the gentlemen from Microsoft basically sat in and talked about what the state of Sea Thieves is uh, now. And it was great. It was really nice. It was interesting to hear uh, that... Sea of Thieves is one of those games that Microsoft is looking at as still one of the pillar posts in their tent as far as what will be a game that, that sustains them. Now, as you know, Microsoft has been acquiring a lot of studios. Maybe you don't know. Microsoft has acquired, I think, six or seven studios in the last six to 12 months which is big because it means a couple things. One, they're gearing up for exclusives and they're gearing up for a new uh, system. 
We don't know what the system would be because they just recently put out the X, but it usually means that we're going to be getting a slew of new games over the next couple years once these studios get into full swing with the support of Microsoft. And it leaves people wondering, where does that put games like State of the Cake, Sea of Thieves, things like that? With with this podcast, it basically announces that they are 100% committed to making sure that Sea of Thieves is got a good future. They went with Phil Spencer to, uh, they, they basically visited the Rare team, Phil Spencer and I think Mike, to uh, go and basically sit down and check out all the stuff that's coming over the next six months. And from what they've said, they're very excited from what they said that they are really looking forward to what's going on. And they've even said that some of the studios and Rare have been exchanging thoughts, things they've learned, things that they can teach uh, to, to other studios and from studios to help progress the game to make it that much better. And I love hearing this commitment from Microsoft that they're fully invested in Sea of Thieves because this is one of the few games that I would hate to see die uh, before it really has an opportunity to get all of the content that it deserves to get out there. Now, I don't think at any point Rare would ever think that this would be a, a, a thing that they want to do. I think they want to produce stuff for this game for a very long time, 10 years. And I think that's amazing to think that this game could go as long as 10 years. Can you guys imagine what would be coming in 10 years? How big would the world have grown? How dense would the would the NPC population be? Would we get separate servers just for our own pirate fort? I don't know. It, it seems crazy to think that, you know, in 10 years, we could be seeing so many different biomes. We could have a frost biome. We could have a jungle biome. We could have uh, Asian-influenced realms. Uh, we can have Spanish-influenced realms that... that cater to those styles of ships and those styles of culture bringing in some of that stuff that's not so dead dead in the 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 throes of of the pirates of the caribbean you know giving us some some flavor some some change maybe even a sea of the damned where we go into the ferry of the damned and the ferryman takes us to the docks of of the ferry uh ferryman's like their his lair you know who we, we still don't really know who he is actually working for if it's the pirate lord or not but there's so much that is possible in this game you know and i'm going to talk about something that uh is fan created that was um uh trash panda reach out to me he wanted me to share this with you and i'm going to kind of give an overview of it and then figure out a way that i can link it to you so that you can actually see it i might have to create a, a google link or something that i can actually upload this file to uh so you can actually check it out and see it's a, a powerpoint but the in 10 years this game could be so huge and right now the the biggest things that we're getting are some of the most changing to the actual system. Um, we know that in the future update, we're going to be getting the, uh, the, the update after the arena is going to focus more on how voyages work. And I actually, in fact, I might as well talk about it right now. I actually guest hosted on the Land Ho podcast. Now, last episode, I, of course, this always happens. Whenever you say something, someone's going to come out and prove you wrong. That's just generally how it works, especially with content creators, especially with uh, casters, anyone that does any kind of esports, they know as soon as they say someone's going to pick something, they pick something else. So just last episode, I talked about how I was the last Sea of Thieves podcast standing, and I was very happy to hold that torch, but I wasn't necessarily 
uh, I wasn't necessarily like happy that I was the only one out there. I love having more people out there to garner because more ears out in the world listening to Sea of Thieves means that there's more potential for people to find my podcast. And Rare, I, I kind of knew going in a while back because I'd been bugging uh, John and Emma about this for a bit about having another episode for the Sea of Thieves podcast because I just really enjoy it. So we got the new podcast and that was great. So now I'm not the only one out there. Rare is still producing the podcast and they're listening to feedback on how people liked this podcast or if it didn't do very well. And then who comes in and asks me to guest on their on their return episode? Lanto. So Mike and Brian come and they they wanted me to guest on there and I was more than happy to do so. I have a good time talking with them uh, outside of the podcast. Uh, mostly Mike though. I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to really talk with Brian that much. But we sat down and for over an hour just chatted about Sea of Thieves. And it was great. We had a really good time and I, and I really enjoyed it. We just basically covered all the different things that we liked about the update, as well as a lot of speculation on what they could bring to the game to make it more diverse, as well as our deep feelings on some of the things that that could be changed that would make it uh, a more vested interest into, like the Idlands, for example. We go into a lot about that. But if you had unsubscribed at some point, thinking that their show was uh, dead in the water, shipwrecked, um, fear not, for they have returned. They have taken the mermaid and garnered themselves a new ship and as they command the helm for the Land Ho podcast, I would recommend going out and listening to that episode uh, and, and getting reacquainted with Mike and Brian because I think uh, I think they're here to stay. They're they're one of the few that have been going with me for the long haul. Uh, we had shipwrecks and shanties, and we had uh, Plundercast for a while, but they died out shortly before the Megalodon. I'm pretty sure the Megalodon ate them. Uh, that being said, it's good to have more podcasts out there listening to it. I know that this medium isn't exactly the most popular. I know that YouTube is generally the most popular, and I'm going to see about doing more YouTube content as things go. But as of now, I welcome back Land Hope Podcast. I welcome back the Rare Sea of Thieves Tavern, uh, Tales from the Tavern Podcast. It's good to have some friends in the field again. Uh, that being said, I think um, I think that's going to do it for the the, the that this section. What else do I? Oh, I wanted to talk about uh, one, a couple other things. I wanted to talk about the the mention from Trash Panda that I, I want to talk about that that update that he came up with, as well as uh, my thoughts on the Shrouded Ghost uh, Meg, which is never around. All right, pirates. So one of the things I did want to touch about, I have been trying to find this Ghost Megalodon for a while. I can't find this thing. I've seen some photos, some blurry images. Uh, you know what people think? People say that it is. It's hard. To to tell and I I'm reaching out to everyone if you have seen one of these if you have figured out how you find them I am basically Ahab right now I am hunting this white whale it is crazy I want this thing dead and I want to know how I find it I've been sailing through fog I've talked to other people that have been doing donuts in fog no one seems to understand how this thing actually gets spawned and to be honest I'm kind of happy about it because it's one of the few things where generally, generally, most people go out, they do an update, and they're like, well, that was good for a day, and then they don't do anything else. Uh, this is the first time I've seen something where it's been put in the game, and it's been so shrouded in mystery. God, that was... I, I, I'm not going to apologize for it, though. I'm not going to apologize for that pun. You just take it. You take it, and you like that. That was a good one. 
I'm going to stick by that one. But this has been so shrouded in mystery that no one really understands the mechanics of how to actually find it. It's it's about as, as strange and mysterious as the box of mysterious secrets. Uh, so we know that the, the, the box is found on, on shore, under the water, around the Devil's Roar, around islands. That was easy. The Meg's different. No one quite knows how to get it. And I'm hoping that someone uh, comes across it and then kind of pays attention to what they were doing around the time that they were doing it to see if there was anything specific. I thought about maybe using like the 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 song, Merrick's song to summon it. I don't know if it's something that people have to use. I, I don't know, maybe maybe you have to have five five people to summon it. Again, maybe that's something you have to do. Maybe, maybe it's something where you have to have one of the shark figureheads on or the shark liveries to be able to summon it, you need to have something that is like a shark hunter flag. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the circumstances are. I've been testing different things and nothing's worked yet. So I'm, I'm hoping that someone out there in the community knows, can share that information with me via Twitter, via email, via a, a message in a bottle, however you want to do it. Let me know what you let me know what you think is the way to do it and I'll try and test it. If I got to jump off, do three circles off of Old Faithful Isle into the water and then dolphin jump over two galleons onto a ghost ship to be able to kill the captain and sink it with my bare hands, I'll try it. I don't think I'll really get that, but if that's what I got to do to find this 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 megalodon, that's that's what I got to do to find this megalodon. Uh, and and shout out to um, Big Sheep and Morris Inc. for uh, for for keeping silent uh, on the little voyage that I joined them for because I was trying to um, I was trying to let them know that I was hunting this thing down and they kept to their guns. They uh, I don't know if Morris knew, but uh, Big Sheep definitely did not bother. Or James Thomas, by the way, that's one of the devs I sailed with back in October. Um, didn't didn't want to say anything about it and i and i thank him for that because i was so tempted to ask him how to do it but at the same time i love not knowing and i love kind of trying to work this out as well too it's a, it's an interesting puzzle and uh, i'm looking forward to finding that answer even if uh if it means getting the community involved to try and test some different stuff out which i may do i may actually have some of the community members try and get together to get a, a, an alliance on two ships on a server to see if maybe we need to we maybe we need to go back to merrick and maybe we need to uh to to summon this song again and see if we can summon this beast to try and find out how we get it uh we'll, we'll I'll, I'll let you know how that goes next episode if i if i manage to to figure it out anyway moving on all right so i wanted to mention this this is uh me talking uh for the trash panda v3 uh from he reached out to me on an email and i wanted to talk about this because he actually emailed me a powerpoint that was really uh interesting it was it was a his idea of an update now a lot of people have ideas i've i've definitely shared plenty of ideas about you know giant crabs and giant birds you know giant uh rock monsters I've had plenty of ideas about cannibals and stuff like that, going out there, throwing it out there and saying like, you know, this would be cool if, but he actually came up with a PowerPoint. And I know what you're thinking. If you've already been in a, in a meeting setting and you've had to sit through PowerPoints, uh, why'd it have to be a PowerPoint? This is just his way of doing it. So what he wanted me to do is reach out to the community. Those of you who are actually really good at uh, art. He, he says, unfortunately, I have little or no skill at drawing, so I have simply written down my ideas. If it is possible and you like the ideas I have come up with, could you please put the link in my, to my concept in the show notes asking if someone could draw them up? 
If you feel that this is showing too much favoritism, it would be just amazing just to talk about it, the concept I have created, and how you think I could change and improve it. Regards, Trash Panda. Trash Panda, I'm no favoritism towards anyone. Everyone that talks to me about the podcast definitely knows that I favoritism or my favoritism lies with everyone. So that being said, uh, Evil Monkey, I'm saying your name just wants to make you happy. Uh, and and Bodhi Slam as well too. You guys always want me to say. Your name. So I'm saying your name so that you know I talked about you. Uh, favoritism. <clears throat> favoritism. But he, he basically comes out with this idea that is similar to the frozen fang, but is purely around the idea of the ancient claw. And this is with the giant crab. Now, we've been talking about a giant crab for a long time being in the game. There's even mention of uh, and mention of it in the Devil's Roar. And he comes up with the whole quest system, the whole uh, work through to get to the giant crab. He talks about uh, three different tribes that are out around the different uh, seas and how you actually have to go defeat them, how it brings in a new type of uh, skeleton, an elite warrior that has a uh, venom-soaked weapon. And he talks about the actual weapon itself and how this weapon would then be something that would actually be available for pirates. And he's talking about a throwing knife or a knife in general. He says, the Sea of Thieves, the Ancient Claw, sees the addition of the fifth weapon to a pirate's armory, the throwing knife. This weapon can be used in two ways, to make small stabbing attacks at close quarters or as a single-use projectile. Once thrown, the weapon will fall to the ground in front of the target it has hit. The player who threw it can then go and retrieve it. For Xbox players, the controllers are as follows. Right trigger equals slash uh, and stab. Left trigger equals throw. The X button plus the right trigger is to aim and the X button is to pick it up like any object in the game. Uh, bananas lying on a beach, planks, chests, things like that. I think this is really awesome. I think it brings uh, a lot of variety to the game. Like, how would you actually do this? If uh, Skeleton was running off, a lot of us have a shot to be able to shoot, but if it's something that you don't have time to... Um, time to reload or maybe you just don't like having the the sword or maybe this could be a third weapon that you could actually carry on top of having the sword and uh pistol combo I, i'm not going to take this episode to go into the whole controversy over the double pistol macro i think it's horrible that people are doing that especially some of the bigger streamers that have macroed this so that they can basically i i'm going into it aren't i um okay couple minutes Anyone that's using the Eye of Reach and the and the Flintlock Pistol macro, you guys really need to stop. Okay, it's it's broken. It's not it's not something that's fixed right now. They're trying to work on it. They're they know it's a problem. If you're doing this to one shot people, use a blunderbuss or or just be a real pirate and actually use like an Eye of Reach and, and a sword. I really can't abide by anyone that that does this method. It's cheap. It cheapens the experience. The kill isn't worth it. Uh, it just you know. Learn, learn, learn how to do something outside of the scroll wheel macro for for that. I really hope that people stop doing this because it, it kills the the fun of actually having a chance of fighting someone. Uh, you know, it takes that away. And just to clear things up too, as far as I know, this hasn't changed. But the way the weapons work is, it takes a certain amount of slashes to actually kill a pirate. It's typically five, as far as I understand it. And the IR reach cannot one shot someone. 
sometimes those those hits don't always register on the servers, which is why sometimes you can shoot someone twice and it doesn't actually kill them. They may also be eating a banana, and as long as they eat at least one banana, it will take at least two shots from the eye reach to kill someone. You can kill someone with one blunderbuss shot if you're close enough. You have to be practically point blank, but it will work. The, the shots all equal uh, up to, to 100% damage. Uh, as long as they all hit. Okay, and um, the flintlock pistols two hits. By the way, two hits with the with the flintlock pistol is is a hundred percent of your health. Um, going back to the 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 ancient claw. Sorry, trash panda. I didn't mean to to go into that weird little rant there, but I feel like that's kind of been on a lot of people's minds lately, and I and I just wanted to throw a little bit out there about that. Um, people need to stop it, and rare needs to break it. And uh, you should just, you guys should be better pirates than that. You know, that's, that's cheap. Going back to the Ancient Claw. This is really awesome. I think it's great. It, it, the quest is basically talking about how there is a, an NPC out there, Remus, um, that has kind of stumbled on, upon the fact that one of the ancient creatures of the world are still lingering around this giant crab. And he goes out into the center aisle. Uh, this is Remus. He's a researcher of the ancients and specializes in replicas. Uh, whilst recreating some ancient writing, he stumbled across the location of the ancient claw's central shrine. He then proceeded to make his way to the shrine's location, the center spire in the middle of the map, and spent several days uncovering the shrine and built a jetty. Once uncovered, he realized the implications. The ancient claw was still out there. Thus, he began telling every pirate who came to, came to the spire about the ancient claw in order to try and get someone willing to stop it. And this kind of goes into having to go fight uh, different tribes to be able to receive keys or uh, relics to basically unlock the next set of uh, 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 progression in the quest. So that basically you'll go out defeat the three different tribes the the emerald the sapphire and the ruby tribes you'll then be gifted a gold relic and the gold relic must be placed in the hidden master shrine and then this will summon the ancient claw and the claw or the the giant crab itself has its own battle regarding uh as far as like the giant um claws that it has one of them you can parry with your sword one of them is going to be stamped into the ground and then actually does a kind of earthquake shock wave that will blow up nearby uh, uh explosives and then knock players up into the air i think that's great i think we need one of those giant uh land fights i think we need something on the land that we can actually beat uh, i think that'd be great and he actually goes all into detail as far as the different uh commendations how to unlock them the rewards that they would give uh cosmetics as well and then of course some of the the like the figurehead the the liveries the sales all of those in in the game basically like how how you'd actually achieve those and some of them are for actually defeating the ancient claw which after reading some of the the fights some of these fights sound hard like the ruby tide uh tribe having to deal with uh, venom-tipped weapons on uh, skeletons, skeleton elites that are 15 waves long is crazy to have to think about how to how, how would you have to defeat 15 waves of skeletons um, to, to be able to finish off that last tribe to be able to unlock the the then boss fight man that's that just sounds crazy to me but it's a really good read through uh, I'm gonna find a way to post this I'm probably gonna put it into probably gonna put it into the discord as a link and then I'll probably put that link to that uh, channel 
in the actual show notes. So that should be a separate link from the Discord, and it will probably be uh, available through there. I think that's going to be the easiest way that everyone gets a chance to see it in Discord as well as um, in there. And if you if you don't have Discord and you just want to look at it, let me know. I'll see if I can put it on Google Drive somewhere so that I can host it and have a, a public link for that as well too. I haven't quite work that out i might actually i might actually take the powerpoint and turn it into a uh, youtube later uh, uh later on in this week so people get a chance to actually check it out so um that's it thank you trash panda i really appreciate you taking the time to do this um i've actually had a couple ideas for uh creators content to, to kind of do out there as well that i've been thinking about that uh rare has said that they or they haven't said that they're going to do this but i haven't gotten any indication that they um that they, that they plan on doing it. So uh, I may actually end up taking that idea and turning doing it myself. Um, I think that's it, guys. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> there have been some great stories. So let's get into uh, First Mate's Log. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all crossed the sea. Not a kraken was stirred, t'was quiet as can be. The megalodon was resting down in the deep, its hunger now slated from some poor fleet. And I at the wheel and me crew down below had just gathered treasures of Athena's green glow. When up in the crow's nest I heard such a clatter, I yelled to me crewmen to see what's the matter. "'A ship!' he declared. "'It's hot on our tail!' I roused up the men and ordered, "'Drop sail!' We gathered ourselves to defend our chest that we'd labored all night on in this fair quest. The world against us and the wind following kind, I turned me shoulder to see the vessel behind. Its hull was all red, with glowing white trim, and its lanterns flickered red and green on a whim. The color of the sails matched that of the lights, and its crew was grogged up and ready for a fight. The commander, dressed in scarlet with tassels to and fro, and a peg leg that was carved out of rare mistletoe. His ship came upon us, so silent and quick, I knew right away, must be Captain Nick. A full round of shot he put in our side, with a baluster ball setting us low on the ride. Buckets and boards! I yelled, from the helm as it were, just as an anchor ball struck us true on our stern. Our patchwork was done as fast as a zip, as Captain Nick sent boarders by name to our ship. Go Logan, and Monkey, be wildin' and pack. Now Mina, now Redbeard, Miguilla and Tack. To the top of their crow's nest, to the bottom of their hull, bring me their treasure and capture it all. Me crew and I knew we were lucky to live, as we watched our gold taken at point of a shiv. A wealthy old captain this Nick was, I gazed, clearly a pirate with new and interesting ways of gathering treasure like our skull's chest and loot, and of course our grand Athena's, the prize of their pursuit. As they returned to their ship with our treasure in tow, I heard him declare, Merry Christmas, ye scallywags! Yo-ho-ho! Ho! All right, pirates.
Pirates. I hope you enjoyed that episode of uh, Jorvik's First Mate Log. Obviously, Jorvik is a great audio producer. I think it basically does it for his actual job, which is why his stuff always sounds so great. But that is not all. We also have some great First Mates Log that I'm going to read through. Uh, the first one, it, actually, I'm going to I'm going to do this one, and I'll save uh, I'll save the other one for next week. That way, there's something good to talk about as well. But this one comes to us this week from Super Pack, who put it in uh, late uh, on the first. And he says, sailed with Crossco on a sloop, and though we had a gold hoarder down, we started out doing some message in a bottle quests. Did two of those, and we headed off to the wilds for our quote-unquote real voyage. A skelly ship emerged from the depths right next to us, and we battled and sunk it. Turned in that loot so we didn't lose anything, and seeing two skull forts go down as we sailed indicated maybe this was a hostile server. Plundered a shipwreck and brought the spoils aboard, we head from for another skelly ship, but his time. The crew used a bunch of cursed cannonballs, and the combo of that and enough holes put us in the drink. Luckily, we had a rowboat, and we loaded our shipwreck spoils aboard. As Crosco went back for the ship, I rode to the Devil's Ridge. From there, we did another shipwreck, and as we headed again towards the wilds, a meg appeared. This time, a green lady. We engaged the perilous fish and came out victorious. We loaded the spoils aboard and again cashed in slash restocked, this time at Ancient Spire. From there, we headed to Shipwreck Bay, for the first X marks the spot map on our gold hoarder voyage. While we were on island... Another skeleton ship cruised over, stopping very close to the island. Crosco attempted a, a boarding operation as I dug up our final chest on the island, a chest of sorrows. A new plan hatched. We shall deliver the chest of sorrows to the skeleton ship and let the baby sink our bony enemies. We set sail, and Crosco boarded their rickety ship, delivering the crying chest inside their watercraft. I gave them a few cannon shots, but it was not long before the skellies were sunk leaving behind our crying chest and some other spoils as well. We headed to Galleon's grave to cash in, but a reaper mark sloop was parked there, so we diverted towards Daggertooth. The reaper's mark gave chase, and I looped around Daggertooth while Crosco cashed our chest of sorrows in. Crosco uh, also asked our pursuers what they were up to. They were a friendly team who mistook our ship for a skeleton ship. We were docked in the whaling barnacle gear and were running blue lights on a ship, you see. He bid them adieu and rejoined me on the sloop, and we cashed in at Galleon's grave. Quite a lot of activity and loot for just about two hours of the game, and only one of the islands we did was actually part of the voyage. Crosco, Super Pack, thank you very much. If you don't know, Super Pack is actually Chris Johnson from the uh, Player One podcast. Still one of the best podcasts out there for general gaming news. In fact, they release an episode every week and are way longer uh, than, than I, uh, or but they've been doing this a lot longer than I have. So theirs is a really good one to listen to if you haven't already. Congratulations on your guys' loot. I've noticed the same thing as well. I seem to put down a voyage, but it never gets done. And in fact, I still end up with a fair amount of loot by the end of the night. Maybe it's time we stop putting down voyages and we just start sailing. Maybe the thing that was supposed to get us out onto the sea is no longer necessary. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. All right, pirates. It's that time again. I've hit that mark, and I'm thinking it's time to end another episode of Keelhaunt Podcast. 
This has been episode 45 of the Sea of Thieves Focus podcast. If you're brand new listening, this is a weekly stream or weekly episode. I do this every Sunday and it usually goes out sometime early Monday morning after I've done editing it slash falling asleep on the couch. That being said, if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do it. The best way is going to be on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can also reach me by email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. I also stream from time to time. When I get a chance and I'm not doing finals or working, I actually get to stream on Twitch my own adventures at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N over at Twitch. Just look for me over there. I'm sure you'll find me and then you'll see how irregular I end up actually sailing. Uh, it's, it's not as much as I'd like to, unfortunately. And if you want to sail with me, there's a few ways you can do it. You can always reach out to me on the Xbox app at C-A-P-T C-A-P-T-A-I-N L-O-G-U-N is my gamer tag. I don't get a chance to sail with everyone and I always have folks that want to sail with me and I don't unfortunately get the, the chance to do so. But but hang in there. There's plenty of time to sail, and I don't think this game's going anywhere anytime soon. So one of these days, we'll definitely do it. Until then, I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. <laughs>